I'm Erin Barnes, and once upon a time I was a pessimistic control freak, a hyper-striving, overwhelmed perfectionist, living with the experience of over-functioning anxiety, with self-confidence that could not fall much lower. A habit of busyness to numb and avoid fear, and a subsequent autoimmune disease to confirm the stress of it all. With thanks to my 20 plus years studying brain, body and behavioural sciences, that is no longer my reality. And if any of that rings true to you, it need not be yours either. In our Habit Stacker episodes, I share some key integrative steps to living whole life success. By simply stacking these gently and consistently together over time, you will live with a more positive interpretation and experience of most days, with healthy striving across all areas of life and sit contently with a strong sense of pride in the way that you lived and led at home, work, and in the community. We're told that failure is a good thing. We learn through failure, we get better and grow through failure. But if you're like me and you've been rewarded for achievement through life, there's a pretty strong fear of failing. Being told that it's important doesn't seem to help diminish that fear a whole lot. And there's a really big risk of playing life small just to avoid it. We're also told to get curious rather than critical. And whilst there's value in that, how exactly do we do it? In this Habit Stacker episode, I want to share with you five questions that help us to move through that, to allow us to use those setbacks and failures for success. And these are the five questions. The very first one is, what part did I play? The second, what part did others play? The third, what part was never within my control that I assumed was, aka your expectations? Four, what have I learned about myself? And five, what behaviour or cognitive input do I integrate to minimise the risk of this occurring again? You'll find these in the show notes, but I would love to share with you how this looks and give you a couple of examples. A little while ago, I was speaking at an event and I was one of the breakout sessions. And whilst I was sitting there watching the keynote speaker, when I knew that I was up next in the breakout session, I looked and I thought, oh, I really should get someone to test that my keynote works. But I chose otherwise. And of course, when I went to go and do my breakout session, that keynote did not work. Nothing worked. And so I went away and I was really self-critical and the little part in my brain that doesn't like fear very much, but is really open to pointing out when I do it, said, I told you so. And if I had have stayed in that state listening to that, I would very well have not continued to speak to share an important message through my work that I believe in. So instead, I went to these five questions. And the very first question that I asked was, what part did I play? Now, I knew when I sat in that room and I thought I should test that keynote works. And instead, I thought, hmm, looks like they're all enjoying this. You better not interrupt them. That probably was the part that I played. What part did others play? Mm, In this situation, not a lot. What part was never within my control that I assumed was? I assumed that it would all work perfectly well and I didn't have the luxury of controlling that. What did I learn about myself from that situation? I learned that I should have asked to test it uh, and that means I should have asked for help 
And I also learned that I don't really like asking for help. I have this belief that sits there from childhood, obviously, that says asking for help is an inconvenience to others and inconveniencing others is not okay. What behavior or cognitive input do I integrate to minimize the risk of this occurring again? I now know that I ask for help in some capacity every day. During those early days, I started really small. I'd ask the kids for help. I'd ask my neighbor. And so then when the big thing arrived that I had to ask for help around, or the thing that I thought looked big, I realized that asking for help wasn't a dangerous thing at all, that amygdala didn't fire in that situation because it had seen enough evidence that asking for help actually wasn't an inconvenience to other people and it wasn't the wrong thing to do. If I go back to the previous example um, in the previous episode about being a loving and kind wife and how that played out when I went in and I went on a rant despite my wanting to be a loving and kind wife, what part did I play? Well, I responded when emotion was high and intelligence was low. I know better than that now. What part did others play? Mm, Probably leaving the glasses out despite my asking many times to pick them up in previous situations. What part was never within my control that I assumed was? I assumed that he'd put the cups away and it wasn't within my control. We can't control other people. What did I learn about myself? I learned that I want desperately for other people to do what I tell them. When they don't, I react with anger. The wanting them to do what I tell them to do comes from a seeking of control, a seeking to be right, And the consequence of that is that I protect myself from failing and falling short. What behaviour or cognitive input do I integrate to minimise the risk of this occurring again? I had a mantra for a long time around this, and that was, my behaviour matters, but after that I have no control. Which just meant to me that I can hold myself to my high standards, but I do not have the right to hold others to that level. So what happens with these five simple questions that we're best to write rather than to think, what we do is we allow ourselves to step back from the situation, not to get caught up in the emotion around it and to create a story that we let live longer in our minds. What's really important about these steps is that very final one, that five, that what behaviour or, or cognitive input do I put in to minimise the risk of it occurring again? Because if we skip that one, the integrative one, then all we do is stay critical about the part that we played and what is wrong with us. And so in the show notes, you will find these questions to begin to integrate, to use your setbacks for success. I'm Erin Barnes, and I hope this brings a little more vibrancy, ambition, possibility, and wellness to your week. And if it does, I would be so very grateful if you could contribute your precious time to review the Next Generation Wellness Podcast. Mm-hmm.